listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Today we're going to talk about connecting with our spouses, but first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Sarah? I've been sick, and so have the kids. Mm. I think that this feels notable enough to talk about on the podcast because we haven't been sick in so long with Mm -hmm. all of the measures that we're taking with the pandemic, the constant hand washing, wearing masks, interacting with so many fewer people, Mm -hmm. going fewer places, that we really haven't been sick this year. But now we are. Bummer. (laughs) It is not COVID. We've had many negative COVID tests, but it has still not been fun and just a reminder of that part of life. When you're not feeling yourself and you still have to parent and do all the things. Thankfully, Neil did not get hit very hard and the kids are so much more independent now that they Mm. can watch many episodes of Alone, which is HP's favorite thing to do, (laughs) or listen to my side of the mountain. And I can really rest where I remember when they were much younger and you really needed that other co-parent to step in. Yes, absolutely. Where now I feel like we can all sort of muddle through just all feeling blah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But hopefully we are coming out the other side and we'll be feeling better. I feel like my voice sounds a little bit froggy, (laughs) but here we are. We're going to make it happen with the recording today. What is new with you, Abby? Last year, we realized being in our house in summer that the high vaulted ceiling that we have Mm. that's very beautiful Mm -hmm. is actually terrible in terms of temperature regulation. Yes. Really what I wish they had done was put another room upstairs, Mm -hmm. put floor across there. Our ceiling would have still been high and then we would have had another bedroom or playroom or something but nobody asked me how tall are the ceilings then at least 20 feet tall in the great room wow which is just unnecessary excessive yes (laughs) and we have both six can lights and we had a chandelier type fixture sort of a modern chandelier on a long down rod like a six foot down rod hanging down okay so those lights were really bright and so we never used the can lights We only use Mm -hmm. the chandelier lights. But then last summer, we realized how hot it gets in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can walk from the archway that's between the great room and the other half of our house where like our primary bedroom and the stairs to go upstairs and our laundry room are. Mm -hmm. And it gets like five degrees cooler when you leave that big room Hmm. with that high ceiling because I think heat is just going up there and getting trapped. Right. So I bought a ceiling fan last year and then it felt too scary to have anyone in our house to install it Mm. with the pandemic going. Mm -hmm. So the ceiling fan has been sitting in its box for a year in our front hallway. (laughs) Uh But today it got installed. Nice. And it is amazing. It's already moving the air so much better in there. The electrician handy person who came and did the install for us also put a dimmer on those very bright lights. So now that we don't have the overhead chandelier, we can use those lights at a more pleasing light volume to our eyeballs. Mm -hmm. And I am just really thrilled about the added livability to our time in that room. Love that. Love a good ceiling fan. (laughs) Okay, now let's talk about what we've been reading. Sarah, what's your latest book? I read Behold the Dreamers by Mbolo Mbwe. This is a novel that follows Jende Jonga, who is a Cameroonian immigrant living in New York City in 2007. 
He gets a job as a chauffeur to an executive at Lehman Brothers. And this is the summer before the collapse of Lehman Brothers. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. I loved everything about this book. The audio was amazing. I think I would have liked the book if I had read it, but this is one of those books where the audio just took it to a whole nother level. It was a fascinating exploration of the quote unquote American dream, Mm, mm -hmm. what it is that we value, and what are we willing to sacrifice in pursuit of a better life, and what does a better life even mean, and how that's different for every person. I just absolutely loved it. I have nothing bad to say about it. I give it five stars. My favorite book of the year. Mm, I can't wait to read it. So exciting. What have you been reading? I recently listened to Act Your Age, Eve Brown by Talia Hibbert. Mm -hmm. This is the third in the Brown Sisters series that I have loved all the way along. And I was really anticipating it. I think it was one of my books that I was looking forward to when we recorded our Mm -hmm. year in reading episode. And it did not disappoint. As usual, she writes lovely neurodiverse main characters. This book in particular is in a delightful setting, a mm-hmm. B&B in the English countryside. And then there are cameos toward the end from Eve's sisters and their partners from earlier books. And it's always nice to revisit characters that you love. So there was nothing I didn't like. This book was perfect. I loved it so much and, of course, would recommend it. I love how much you love this series. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to our topic for today, connecting with our spouses. This is something that is not always easy and that waxes and wanes depending on the season of life. We'll start by giving a short state of the union on the topic of connection. How is it going? Meh, it's fine. I feel very neutral about it at the moment, which might also be influenced by me coming out of an illness and feeling neutral towards lots of things in my life. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's not that I think that we aren't connecting. I just feel like we're chugging along with pandemic and parenting life. I don't think we're doing exceptionally well. Neither do I think we're doing exceptionally poorly on the connection front. So solid B, maybe B plus. How about for you? Yeah, fine here too. The beginning of the pandemic was really hard and I felt really disconnected from Andrew. Midway through, we had a lot of fights and sort of reevaluating of things. Mm -hmm. And things got a lot better after that. But now it sort of feels like we've reached a new like maintenance level. And as we are going out in the world a little bit more with things like vaccinations and things being a little more open, there is less time to be so connected, it feels like. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, if I want to change this going forward, that we're all going to have to be a little more deliberate about it. Mm. Yeah, it is interesting to think about what it's going to look like to enter into post-COVID life at Mm -hmm. some point. And what are those things that we will really miss from the constant connection time that we've had over the last year? Yeah, totally. So what has worked for you in the past to stay connected with your spouse or to regain connection when you've lost it? My favorite thing is just when we sit in our living room and talk after the kids are in bed or at this point when they're in school and we're both around. I think that there are so many evenings where we are reading to the kids, we're doing bedtime, we're trying to get in our own reading or watch our own stuff in the evening, and we don't go to sleep very much later than our kids. So that connection window is really narrow. Mm. And when we do get that uninterrupted time to talk, it's just so lovely. And it just reminds me how much I really enjoy Neil, just really like my partner. And (laughs) it is nice to be reminded of that. Definitely. 
The first one that I'll say is therapy. So Andrew and I have not been to couples therapy since before Plum was born. So it's been a long time. But before that, we went for many years, Mm -hmm. semi-consistently. And so the tools that we have learned there and the things that we addressed that at times felt like deal breakers, I'm just really thankful for all that. And those are things that we can come back to Mm -hmm. when we're feeling disconnected and that we can work on integrating to keep the connection going. Yeah. Therapy is such a great investment. Mm -hmm. One of the ways that we have been connecting is having our weekly parenting check-in. I know that it's probably not what people have in mind when it comes to connecting with their spouse is talking about their kids. I think people often talk about, if we're going out with just us, let's not talk about our kids. Let's... (laughs) try and have our adult selves connect. Mm -hmm. But I've really enjoyed that. It's been something that's on our calendar and often the conversation veers off and it's just a check-in with how are things going in our lives? Mm -hmm. What's going right and what's going wrong and how can we support each other? And every time when we end one of those, I feel uplifted and like we're going in a good direction and that we're going in the same direction. And that always feels so nice with a spouse to feel like you're working towards this common life together. Mm -hmm. And along those lines, I can never not talk about my kids with my spouse if I feel like Mm -hmm. I need to. Right. Yes. I know Mm -hmm. lots of people say that, but it feels like to me that's our biggest shared activity is parenting these days, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of... I mean, maybe sleeping also (laughs) like comes in second, but in terms of time spent. (laughs) Yeah. And we're both so similarly invested that I really like that kind of discussion too. I do too. I don't mind it because I still feel very much like myself and a parent. I don't feel like I need to be one or the other. Yeah. My next one that I was going to say was also about talking, but about each of us listening to things that maybe we don't care as much about, but the other person really cares about. Mm. (laughs) It's a way for us to be connected. Mm -hmm. So Andrew, for instance, really loves the NFL and the Tennessee Titans. Yes. And I know a lot about them because I have listened to him talk about them so much. And I don't really care what happens. I have mixed feelings (laughs) about football in general. (laughs) Fair. But... I do listen to him. I do give him my attention. And for me, in return, he listens to whatever is the latest thing that I am obsessed with. So it could be chickens, could be camping, could be nursing school, you name it. He is ready to listen, even if he is not that into it himself. I love if we are planning a time to connect, to have something active. We really like going for hikes Mm. or going rock climbing or even just walking together in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Something about that shared activity just feels really pleasant. Even if you're not having constant conversation, just that shared experience always fills me up. So nice. Eating delicious food is another way that we connect. And that could be anything from snacks like Girl Scout cookies or Doritos, takeout, which is what is mostly happening if we're doing restaurant food, or going out to eat in times before COVID and maybe sometime Mm -hmm. once we're both fully vaccinated, we'll do an outdoor dining experience again. Mm -hmm. But we just both love food and eating and it's really nice to be eating delicious things and sharing that. Mm -hmm. A since the pandemic favorite has been playing Boggle together. Mm -hmm. 
I know I've talked about this before, but it's just so fun. I love that we get to be competitive, but be competitive together against other people because we play on the same team. Yes. And when you do tournaments, you play around and then it takes a while while you're waiting for all the scores to come in Mm. before you can move on to the next one. So when you're doing it by yourself, it's kind of boring to just (laughs) sit there in that in-between time. So we get to play and have fun with that. And then we get to sit and chat and then it'll be a chance to play again. And it's just really fun. Love it. Love a good boggle session. Along the lines of playing games, Andrew and I like to play games in real life against each other. We like Splendor and Azul. Currently, we have also enjoyed in the past Codenames Duo, which is a similar Mm. kind of playing on the same team thing. Mm -hmm. So really love that. And then we also each like separate phone games. So sometimes we sit next to each other and play our separate phone games. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not... The highest quality connection, but it is very companionable. Yes. Related to that, Neil and I will often read in bed next to each other Mm -hmm. as we're going to sleep. And I see that as still a connection activity. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Partly because we end up talking about the books later. And I love connecting with Neil by talking about books Uh because it's something I enjoy so much. He has a very different perspective on a lot of books. And so that's really fun when we've read the same books within the same time frame. So I feel like it fills our introvert bucket to sit and read with one another. And then it fills our connection bucket when we get to talk about what we've read. I don't know if you debrief about your phone game, so maybe not quite the same, but (laughs) the actual participating in the activity side by side is similar. Yeah, totally. So the other thing is also screen related, and that is showing each other things on our phones, whether that's funny tweets. That's usually Andrew showing me funny tweets. Mm -hmm. I'm usually showing him funny TikToks. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're watching something together on a TV screen, but that hasn't happened in a while. And it's much better connection when we're both equally invested in the show. He has one right now that he's trying to get me into and I just don't care about it. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. not very connective for either of us, but we do enjoy shared screen media of all types. Love it. My last one is one we have not done since the pandemic started, but we used to love going to the local theater together that we would get season tickets to Mm. our community theater. And there were usually four or five shows throughout the year. It was nice because it's one of those things where you purchase it and then it's done and it's set and you have it planned out. Mm -hmm. I love having that decision making done and things in place because I do not love researching or planning things. So that was great. And then just experiencing something that we normally would not and being able to talk about it and enjoy that together. Nice. I look forward to that returning at some point. Let's shift gears. What does not work for you in terms of connecting with your spouse? I don't love going out to eat in restaurants. That has not been something I've missed Mm. since COVID Mm -hmm. and isn't something we did a lot beforehand. I think I don't find it an exceptionally good way to connect with Neil. He does not love food the same way that we love food. (laughs) He enjoys eating the food, but I don't know that he really appreciates the entire food experience the way that I want to. Mm -hmm. So if we're going out to a nicer place, it feels sometimes like it's sort of wasted on him. Sure. And he feels the same way. Also, having the wait staff interrupting and that your experience is somewhat out of your control, Mm. I think that I don't like that, that if I'm wanting to have some uninterrupted time with Neil, I want to have some uninterrupted time with Neil, like going on a hike. Yeah. Versus sitting at a restaurant, interacting with strangers, and hoping for a good dining experience. (laughs) I could see that. 
scheduling anything regular, such as date night, but you name it, we have never successfully done this. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure I've talked about my dislike of regular date night on the podcast. Just feels too annoying to me to try and maintain this kind of routine. Mm -hmm. We're making more trouble for ourselves by saying we're going to do things at a certain frequency Mm -hmm. and then maybe feeling slightly bad or that we're letting ourselves down if we then don't do it. So I do not love the regular routine anything. I feel similarly about date night. We've never had a regular date night. Uh huh. I think for different reasons than what you're describing, though. I think for us, it's more that we're homebodies and like all the things we're doing at home more than we would like something going out. And I always envision date night as more going out because mm-hmm. I have loved having the regular in the calendars check in mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. a week that we've started doing after we did parenting therapy. Which, if we're putting this as a stand-in for parenting therapy, that's not really the same as a date. <laughs> I don't think people would consider those equivalent. But that connection piece has felt so nice to have on the calendar. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I would have sided with you more of not liking the routine, but then I am really enjoying the routine. So (laughs) maybe I like it more than I would have guessed. (laughs) It does not work for me to have to stay out late. Anything that ends past nine, 10, I can stretch to 10 if the play goes late. But we started doing matinees because I didn't like doing the evening (laughs) plays because it was too late. I just got to be home. 9.30 9.30 at the latest. Also, the matinee is better because if you're having child care, then mm-hmm, your child care mm-hmm. actually does some child caring, not just sitting enjoying your quiet house while your children are asleep. Exactly. <laughs> I really do not like movies in theaters hmm. with anyone, but especially my spouse. I don't feel like I'm connecting with someone if we're sitting there quietly watching a movie. Maybe if we talk about it after, but the actual movie watching in the theater feels very boring to me and I... I'm not into it. I'm with you on that one. But I think largely because I don't like movies. <laughs> not necessarily the movie theater experience. Also fair. I alluded to this earlier. I do not like things that require a lot of planning. feel like it increases expectations. Like we must have fun <laughs> because we put all of this time and perhaps money into this. And then I also just hate doing that kind of front end work. It's the same thing as researching things online. I just want to do something easy. I just want to step outside my front door and go on a walk. I don't want to look up nearby trails and plan some grand adventure. Like I just want to do the easy thing. Mm -hmm. The last one that I am not here for is live music, which Mm. applies mostly to the before times. Mm -hmm. I have talked about that I do not love live music anyway. And I have had some hits when it comes to live music, Mm -hmm. but I really have to know the music if we're seeing it live. And if I don't, I am tired and bored. I think Andrew is along for the ride, really enjoys the concert going experience, but that is not me. Mm -hmm. So for instance, we went to one show while I was pregnant with Pepper and it was a standing show and I just went and sat down Mm -hmm. in the back. I will say the one kind of live music that we've really enjoyed is when they have music in the park, where it feels much more relaxed and social, where you bring out your blanket, you can be further away from the stage and it's not so loud, bring your own food. Yes. And drinks. That's perfect. Yes. I am looking forward to that returning. That feels like a totally different scenario to me. Yes. In total agreement. Okay, let's finish by talking about our spouse connections, dreams, and or aspirations. I really want to take a trip away with Neil. We had been thinking that we would do this for our 10-year anniversary, and that is the year that I was diagnosed with cancer. Mm. And there were so many uncertainties in terms of, will I need to do chemo? Will I still be in active treatment? We just didn't know so much, so we didn't plan anything. 
And then the next year is the year the pandemic happened. So we obviously have not been traveling since then either. When I try and think about times that we have been away from our kids for one or two nights, I can think of once before E was born, where we did an overnight away, once an overnight away before I had surgery for cancer, which does not count as restful, connective time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The worst time. (laughs) (laughs) The worst. And once we went to a friend's wedding and we were gone for two nights, I might be missing something, but I think these are the only times we have been away since our kids were born. Mm -hmm. And we have never done it. Mm -hmm. Even for a night. I don't think so. Yeah. And mostly it feels fine, but I'm also just feel like we have gone through so many hard things and are continuing to go through a lot of hard things with our families. And I think we really need that time away. Yeah, you deserve a break. So I'm hoping that maybe we can make that work for the fall. And then I start thinking, the fall, it's so soon. I will have to start planning. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Which is not my favorite. But I do think it will be worth it if we could make this happen. Especially now that the kids are school age, where for a huge chunk of the day, they would be in school. Mm -hmm. Feels like less of an ask for someone to come and watch our kids for the week than it did when they were younger. Totally. So fingers crossed we can make that happen within the next year. The other aspiration I have is that I'd love to get back to playing more games together. We used to play more board games and card games with each other. I think we've stopped because that time between our kids' bedtime and ours has shrunk to be so small Mm -hmm. and that I prefer reading over playing a game if I have a choice. Yeah. And I don't want to stay up late to play games. (laughs) If we did that, I would be really grouchy and a very sore loser. So I don't see this fitting back into our lives super soon, but I do want it to happen eventually. And maybe thinking about the weekend as a better time than the evenings, Hmm. because the kids are often playing in the neighborhood, Mm, or they're at the point where they could play a lot of the games with us. And so spending some time together on a Saturday afternoon might be a better way to fit that in than thinking in the evening, because that is not working. I like that. Good strategizing. Thanks, friend. How about for you? I am also very excited about a trip because, as I said, we have never done it. Maybe a camping trip, maybe a beach trip, Mm -hmm. maybe a trip to see other adults who've left their children at home. Mm -hmm. That would probably be my ideal because when we have taken trips together, it's not always the most compatible in terms of what we want to be doing. Mm -hmm. I tend to want to be talking more. Mm -hmm. Andrew tends to want to be reading and being more quiet. We have that same dynamic, but probably slightly less extreme since I'm an introvert. Yes. But I can still relate to what you were saying (laughs) with me being the talker, if that wasn't clear. Yes. In case that wasn't obvious, listeners, Sarah and I like to talk. Sure do. But for the more immediate future, we are planning some day dates. We have a semi-regular sitter for the first time since we moved to Alabama for this summer, Mm -hmm. and we have contracted with her basically to not only do two days a week for child care for the kids mm-hmm. basically so I can do things like go to school and work mm-hmm. but also for every two to three weeks a day date on the weekend so oh, we are going yeah. to be doing some hiking nice we're going to be doing some pick up food and eat in a park it's going to be awesome love it Well, that's the end of our Connecting with Spouses talk for today. Listeners, if you have ideas for us or you want to share things that have worked particularly well or poorly for you when connecting with the special people in your life, we would love to hear them. Now let's talk about what we're eating. 
I want to share about dialing in my not-so-homemade spaghetti strategy. For a long time, I would get tomatoes. I would make this crockpot spaghetti sauce. I would fry up the ground beef and put it in there. I made tons. I froze it. Wow. It was delicious and amazing. But I am over that. This is not the time for that in my life. Mm -hmm. So I have found the two jarred spaghetti sauces that are my favorite. They are both at Trader Joe's. It's the garlic cheap one. And then there's a slightly more expensive Arabiata version, which is very similar to what I was getting at Harris Teeter, but we don't have Harris Teeter or Kroger here. Mm -hmm. So I was thrilled to figure out that Trader Joe's is similar enough. So I fry up ground beef, or sometimes if I'm really fancy, I do half a pound of ground beef and half a pound of Italian sausage Mm -hmm. in a big skillet. And then I add the two jars of sauce. And this is similar to what I do for lasagna. Mm -hmm. So I add the jars of sauce. I rinse them out with water. So it's pretty soupy at first. And then I cook it on a simmer for at least three hours Wow! so that it gets way, way thicker. Then I cook the spaghetti. And the best spaghetti for this is spaghettini. So the thin spaghetti, it's not as thin as angel hair, but then you get a better sauce to pasta ratio. And instead of putting the spaghetti in a bowl and putting sauce on top, I dump the spaghetti into the skillet the big skillet, and then stir it all up so it's evenly distributed. Mm-hmm. Top with fancy Parmesan cheese. We're loving it. Yeah, it sounds great. I'm generally not a huge red sauce fan. Yeah. But you are making this sound quite delicious. I think there is a next level to cooking it that long because it's not so mm-hmm. bright red and it's not so acidic tasting. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I don't like. The flavors really mellow out and go together much better with that length of time, and I much prefer it. All right. What have you been eating, Sarah? I also have a convenience food to share. I went to Trader Joe's last week when I was up in Indianapolis and got spring rolls. They're vegetarian spring rolls. And I have found these to just be so delicious. I have been feeling poorly all week. And for some reason, this is the thing that I've Mm. been wanting to eat, Mm -hmm. which isn't what I would normally think when I'm sick, that I would lean towards a semi-fried situation. Hmm. But been really hitting the spot. There's five of them in the package. They're mini. They don't feel like a full-size egg roll. Mm -hmm. So you can share that package. (laughs) I recommend not, but (laughs) it's up to you. I'm just saying they're small. So do you cook them in the oven? Mm -hmm. I've been cooking them in the oven on my new silicone mat. Nice. It cooks for 15 to 17 minutes. They're very crispy, very yum. Highly recommend. Love it. I don't think I've ever tried those. I will have to put them on my list for the next time I'm at Trader Joe's. You should. (laughs) (laughs) Report back as well. Will do. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. That's the thing that I wish Neil liked food more. He really likes to eat food, but he doesn't appreciate food. Yeah. You know, like he's like equally as happy to eat McDonald's. Yeah. As like something really delicious. So I, I feel like he's he's actually not my favorite person to go out to eat with. Mm, <laughs> you <know>? Well. So <laughs> sorry, sorry Neil. Neil. It might be me. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's okay. He won't be offended. You won't even listen to this. <laughs>
also true. <laughs> I'll cut that whole thing. It's fine. Or put it in outtakes or You can put it in the outtakes. I, no one can yuck my yums when it comes to books. Yeah, I mean, I'm reading Court of Mist and Fury for the third time. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, just do whatever you want. cat she's just gonna, i mean i'm gonna have to kick her out again we're just gonna go around and around they're kind of freaked out from having that electrician here ah uh, yeah so it's, you know they were like hiding under the bed and then it's like just go to sleep that's what cats are supposed to do all right <laughs> okay what's what do i hate <laughs> so many things 